0: Happy Bibles, turn to 1 Kings chapter 17 this morning. Uh, I'll, I'll try to be brief. I don't know if I will. I'm just sitting here thinking, basking in God's presence. I don't want to let it go. I want to hold on to it. Are, are you glad you can sit in the place where God just sits with you? <laughs> you can feel the presence of God all around you. Oh, I'm I'm so glad of that this morning. So glad of that this morning. Uh, I'm going to just hit a couple of verses here, and then we'll get started in the message this morning. Uh, Verse 17, chapter uh, 17, verse number 1. There's a phrase throughout this I want you to get a hold of. I want you to let it sink into your heart. I want you to get a hold of it like you've never gotten a hold of it before. I I believe that if we get this in our hearts this morning, we'll be able to look at this world and say, hey, my God liveth. (laughs) My God liveth this morning. And when you get it down in your soul, you'll know that this morning. And uh, let us stay and read verse number 1. Elijah the Tishbite was of the inhabitants of Gilead and said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, and underline that. You look at that. As the Lord God of Israel liveth whom, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years but according to my word. Look at verse 12. It's talking about the widower the woman's talking to him here. And she said in verse 12, and she said, As the Lord Thy God liveth. Look at chapter 18, verse number 10. Talking about uh, Obadiah. He, he's speaking here. And he says, as the Lord thy God liveth. And verse 15, Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, for whom I stand, I will surely show myself unto him today. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning. Lord, we, we, we pray for an outpouring of your spirit this morning. Lord, touch our lives, Lord. You you know the need. You know the, the circumstances. You know what we face and what we're dealing with day on, day out, Lord. But we know that you're able to touch all things even that smallest thing in our life, you're able to reach out and touch that, change that, make it better in our way, Lord. We just praise you for what you're going to do and what you're about to do in everyone's life here this morning. And we'll give you the glory and honor. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I, I want you to notice one of the greatest men in the Bible whose name is Elijah. You say, what makes him a, a great man? Well, if you start reading about the life of Elijah... This man prays a simple little prayer, and it doesn't rain for three and a half years. I said that would make him pretty good. We get excited if we pray and it don't rain for an hour. We get excited if we pray, Lord, don't let it rain till I get through mowing the yard. We get excited about that. But th- this man prayed a simple little prayer, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. That's a pretty good praying there, ain't it? It's pretty good praying. Amen. This guy prays and and dead people come up from the dead. This guy prays uh, the fire falls down from heaven. This guy, uh, when it's time for him to go up, to go home, he doesn't go like everybody else. He goes on a different way. God sends the royal limousine after this guy as a chariot with the horses of fire. This this is a special guy. This guy comes down in, in Mount transfiguration in the Lord's ministry in Matthew chapter 17 and talks with the Lord about Calvary and the cross. This guy is one of those great guys that's going to come back and preach at the great tribulation. That's whom I believe. This guy is something else, but I want you to notice a reoccurring uh, phrase that uh, let it sink into your hearts and your minds uh, this morning. The Lord is alive. He's alive and well this morning. You, when you read the life of Elijah, he goes from trouble to trouble, problem to problem, and persecution to persecution, disaster after disaster. And I thought to myself, what in the world keeps a fellow like this from keep going on and on, when everything is plotting against him, when it seems like everything's against him, and and I believe it's found in the very first statement he ever makes when he comes on the scene, and it's the fact that he is he has an unshakable, unbreakable assurance that there is a God. And his God is alive and well. And he knows this God, and this God knows him this morning. Can I ask you this morning, do you know this God? Do you know him personally? Hey, I'm just asking you. I want you to be aware of it. Do you know the God of the Bible? Amen. Do you know the God that created the heavens and earth? It's a good thing to know him, but Lord, let me tell you something else. Hey, hey, it's a better thing that he knows you. Amen. Do you know him? He has not forsaken him. Has not left him. He's not turned his back on him. He walks with him. And he talks with him. And he hears him from him. And he tells others about him. Amen. This is a fellow that knows God is alive this morning. I'm not debating with you on the thoughts on what you think about God or not. I'll not even give you the time of day to debate whether you believe that there is a God is alive or not. If you look at all the things that's going on in this world, if you look at the sunrise this morning, the mountains, the valleys, the streams, the rivers, uh, you see the, the birth and completely of man. And think this was by some big bang theory. We crawled up out of the water and grew legs and then start swinging through the trees. If that's what you think, let me tell you about my Jesus, my God. I'm not going to debate you on that. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm just going to tell you what the Word of God has said. You might have been in a place when you couldn't get in help. You didn't know what to do. You feel like the world is caving on top of you and all of a sudden the curtains are rolled back and Jesus steps out and says, peace, be still. (laughs) You don't know what the, your medical situation's going on. You don't know, get that sad face from that doctor, and it just blows your mind up. And you look around, you know, what's going to hold? What's going to happen? And all of a sudden, you get that calm assurance in your life, and Jesus has said, hey, I've got this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You just look around, you can see Jesus' hand and everything. Look at the world i don't know how anybody can look at this world and say hey there's not a god i don't know how you could do that jesus is alive i'm preaching on this thought this morning the lord liveth the lord liveth this morning bible says it from the very beginning in genesis chapter one in the beginning It doesn't even try to explain it to a little pea mind like me that God was able to step out on nothing and spoke everything into existence. It's just God. And He's real. He's alive. And He made all that you have seen this morning, all that you've been this morning, God has made it this morning. In the beginning was God. And He's going to be in the ending too. He's going to be in the ending. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the almighty God, the everlasting Father. The rock of ages. And he is the Lord this morning. How can we face uncertainty of the days that we live in today? How can we face that uncertainty and troubled days? How, How can we go into the dark of the unknown future that we live in today. It seems like storm clouds are on the horizon in the world today and in our economy, in our country, in our state. We see the burdens coming on us left and right. We see problems that come in our life and it's coming into the Christian's life this morning. Can I say God knows what's going on in your life? I will tell you, we can make it through. We can get through the dark times. We can get through the disaster times. We can get through the troubled times in our life. No matter what the devil tries to throw at us, no matter what the world tries to throw at us, no matter what this flesh says, we can get through, we can walk through, and we can walk with our heads high because our God liveth this morning. sir. Amen. I, I read this story and I thought it was real good. This little boy was on a plane, it's flying, and, and this other guy was sitting beside of him. And the plane hit this turbulence, and all about that time, you hear the captain come over to the speaker: Can "Everybody, uh, please sit down and put your seatbelts on. No moving around." The plane got to shake, and that little boy over there just playing away and everything. That man was first time flying. He was getting all upset and all worried about it. Here, that little boy over there playing all the thing. That guy was getting all upset with him trying to say, Don't you realize uh, that we might drop out of this air? We might drop down to the ground. Don't you realize? How can you be so happy about this? The little boy said, You hear the voice over that microphone? Yeah, that's my daddy. And as long as my daddy's still talking he's still in control, I ain't worried about nothing. Can I tell you this morning, our father's still in control. I don't know why we get upset and why we worry about things that's coming on in our life. Our father is still in control and he still knows what's going on in our lives. The Lord liveth this morning. Amen. I love being in the presence of God. Amen. I I love what God can do for us this morning. I, I believe that we can make it in this world in our minds if we just get it in our mind that the Lord liveth. We're not serving a dead God. We're not serving an unknown God. But I'm serving a God that knows everything about me. You know the hair on my head he knows everything. He knows my troubles. He knows my sorrows. He knows my heartaches. And he knows my weaknesses. And yet with him knowing all this about me, my Lord, my God liveth this morning. I'm going to give you three quick things and then we'll go home. We can make it because the Lord liveth when the wicked have strength. The, the Lord liveth when the wicked has, If you read chapter 15, and chapter 16, you'll find that the king, king is presently reigning and the father of the king that is presently reigning. You'll find the lineage. And it goes from Omie, Omri, which was the king. And the Bible had to say something about him. It said he was, he was the one of the wickedest kings that they ever had. And then his son came along, Ahab, and the Bible said to him, He was wicked more than all that had. And not only did that happen, we've got to realize that they're wicked in this time, they're, they're living ungodly this time. And Ahab not only is a wicked king, but he marries a wicked woman. Ithbal, king of Ithbal, was her father. And they served Baal. And her name was Jezebel. It's a wickedness. We see that. This, the only, the only uh, uh, thing they want to hear was what they had to say. So there's a problem in this country. There's a problem in the land because of the wickedness in high places. There was a ministerial. Deception going on. All the prophets of Baal, the only view that they wanted to hear was the view that they wanted. The one they get. They didn't want to hear what the Bible had to say. They didn't want to hear what the prophet of God had to say. The only thing they want to hear was what Baal said. I see that today. There's churches today that don't want to hear what God says. They want to hear what man says. They want to do what man says. They ain't looking for God. They're not trying to find God. There's a ministerial deception going on in this world today. They don't want to hear anybody's opinion, but they're wrong. Not only is there a ministerial deception going on, there's also a moral decay. The Bible said in chapter 14 and 15 that the the Sodomites had filled the land in these days. The moral decay has started to slip into the house of God. Amen. You say, well, how do you know? Just look around. You see some of these things going on. And if God says it's an abomination to them and they set this sin, this moral decay up inside the house of God, you think God is inside that house? No. We was talking about in the Sunday school class this morning that judgment begins at the house of God. Until, (laughs) Until we get the house of God cleaned up, And in the right and according to the word of God, we'll never see the plan of God in our lives or in our church this morning. Amen. I'm just telling you that. Sin has always been sin, will be sin, and always will be sin. You can't change that. (laughs) Can I say you cannot rename sin and accept it? Well, they just have a problem. I got problems. Amen. I got problems. You want to rename my problem? I'm financially struck. You want to rename that? He broke. <laughs> I'm just telling you. We, we try to rename things to make it more or less an uh, 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 impact in our lives. That we Hey, well, now, now he's not a drunkard. He's just got an alcohol problem. He, he's not a drug addict. He's just been misled. No. Sin is sin regardless what you try to do with it. Amen. There, there was a moral decay going on in the country this time. And I, can you see the moral decay that's going on in our land today? I don't know if you watch TV. I'm scared to even turn the thing on now. Because every time I turn it on, somebody's going this, this and this and that and everything else. And I mean, I really... And, and I love our government. Don't get me wrong. I really love our government because when they can sit and tell me one thing this minute and turn around two minutes later and deny what they just said. I'm just saying, we got moral decay in our country, in our government, and in our churches. Moral decay. is happening. They're having parties. They're living their own life. Ministers tell them what they want to hear. I mean, you go to church and they say they don't preach against sin. There's no heaven, there's no hell. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, then they begin to live in wickedness. Then all of a sudden, they're living like this. They're living in this condition, this moral decay. And then this old wild-eyed preacher steps up and says, Hey, 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 there's a God, and he liveth, and that's not what God wants. They said he preached like John the Baptist. Elijah steps out and looks at Ahab. I want to tell you something, buddy. As the Lord of heaven liveth. There there is a God, He's alive. You say, preacher, we're living in a day of ministerial deception. We're living in a day of wickedness and strength. They are still strong. You're exactly right. We are living in those days today. But I'd like to just like to say this: there is a God still alive. He has not stopped his plan. He has not changed his purpose. He has not derailed his plan. Uh, he wasn't elected in this position. Uh, praise God, I can't even vote him out if I wanted to. Uh, he was he he put himself there. I didn't put him there. The world didn't put him there. He is the God of heaven. He cannot be impeached this morning. He didn't get in by popular vote because let me show you the Bible is not popular today. He didn't get in by a popular vote. The wicked world when he got Jesus from the dead. He said, wicked, wicked. He he, when he couldn't swear by nothing else, he swore by himself. There's none that's greater than him. Don't get discouraged. I'm telling you, we're getting discouraged because the wicked have strength today. The Bible said that there will be this way. The Bible explained it. It's going to be this way. Just go ahead and lift up your head. And march on for Jesus. Nothing your God can't set out right and get done right. Jesus is still alive. Acts 17, the Bible says God hath appointed a day, a day in which he will judge the world. In his righteousness by a man whom he hath ordained. Thereof he hath given assurance that all men and that he hath raised him from the dead. We, we can lift our heads up this morning. We can walk with our heads high this morning. Even when the wicked have strength. And it seems like they're getting more strength day in, day out. But can I tell you this? Let me give you this little piece of nugget I found. No matter how much strength that the wicked gives, it may get stronger. You see the wicked are getting stronger in this country day by day. God has a place set aside for you where God can provide for you and God can protect you. No matter what the world has gone through, no matter what the world does, God has got a place just for you that he can provide for you and he can protect you. How do you know that, preacher? Well, the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us. Yeah. Did you know what he said in verse 2? And the Lord of God, Lord, came unto him, saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself to the brook Cherub, that is before Jordan I imagine Elijah was thinking to himself why am I going down there why, why am I going down there verse 4 in, in it, it shall be and thou shalt drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee. You see what God has done? God has prepared his people in the midst of wicked days. God gives them a place where they can get strength, where they can get provided for, and they can be protected. I I don't care what the devil throws at you today. God has a place for you. I I love the words of David. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delight in his way, though he falls. He shall not utterly be cast down. The Lord upholdeth him and his hand. I will have been young and now I am old and yet I have never seen the righteous forsake nor seed beg for food. I'm telling you, I don't care how wicked this place gets. I don't care how far out it gets. God will always have a brook of Cherub for you. God will always have a raven to feed you. God will always have his people in the midst of his days. I'm alive. We've seen it here through the singing and their testimonies. I've seen what God can do. I know what God can do. I, I see what God does. You get your face back in the book of God and hear the voice of God from another world reminding you again uh, things are not over. The rails are not off. God is not off schedule. God is not popping up and turning around and settling his nerves. He's not trying to uh, take malox and just get calmed down. God is still on the throne. He knows exactly what you're going through. He's alive this morning. And the Lord liveth when the water stops. Verse number seven. The Bible said that when he had been eating his bread and drinking from the brook, look what happens to Elijah now. Verse seven. When it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Now he just got through praying for no rain. What do you expect? What do you expect? The brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. Elijah's experience of dryness in his life. Can I tell you, there's always going to be dry seasons in your life. As a child of God, you're going to go through those seasons. How do you handle them? Determines your outcome in your Christian walk this morning. I've seen some Christians uh, when dry seasons come into their life, uh, they just get upset, uh, they get mad, uh, they get bitter, and they leave the house of God. They don't leave, uh, get in the Bible anymore. They just turn their back on God and walk away from God because they're in a dry season. Have you ever been in a dry season in your life? Amen. But I have seen other Christians that go through a dry season and they'll get down on their knees and they'll start praying to God and they'll start giving God the glory. They'll start shouting the praises of God and God seems to pick them up and move them to another place. God always has his people get best interests in mind this morning. It might not seem like it to you. It might seem like, Lord... Do you even know that I'm alive? Do you even care that I'm alive? You see what I'm going through. You see what I'm struggling in. You you don't understand, Lord. I'm having problems here. God sees what's going on in your life. He knows what's going on in your life. Look at verse number nine. Arise and get thee to the which belong to Zidon. And dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he rose and went to serve. And when he came to the, to the gate of the city, behold, the woman, widow woman was gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water and a vessel that I may drink. And it was, she was going to fetch. He called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Here Elijah walks up to this woman and I imagine he's thinking how in the world is she going to help me? She looks as bad as I do. God my life has gotten dry and here I am walking up to this widow woman and she got nothing but two sticks and she's going to go get some water. God my life has dried up but watch what God gives Elijah some assurance he's still alive he does it out of her mouth watch the first thing this woman said to Elijah when when his life's gone dry and she's saying the the same thing as God is saying to you this morning when you walked in here and your brook has dried up as she said and the Lord thy God liveth I have not a cake but a handful of meal You, you see what happened here God is letting Elijah know, I've already gone before you, and I'm getting you, letting you know, even things have gotten dry, I still am alive. I, I'm not dead. I'm not a dead child of God this morning. You see, preacher, my life has gotten dry this morning. It, it seems like the water has dried and stopped up in my life. He's, he's still living. He ain't dead. He knows where you're at. You say, preacher, things have gone wrong in my life. That's life. But that doesn't mean he's dead. He's deaf. God hears you. God sees you. God knows all about you. You say, what do I do? Just keep on following the plan and purpose of God for your life. God gave Elijah a plan. He didn't ask Elijah's opinion of the plan. God didn't ask Elijah, if you could put this plan in motion. He just said, Elijah, just, Elijah just follow this plan. Follow this purpose. And, and if you will follow the plan and the, follow the purpose, God will take you to a place where God will sustain you. And God will help you. God will feed you. God will lead you this morning. The Bible said in verse 13, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as I t- have said, and make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and, and make thee and thy son. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went in and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and said, and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake to Elijah. You see, you see what, what's, what's looking here? Mighty dry. It's looking mighty dry. It's looking mighty dry in my life. Can I tell you this morning? If you keep following the plan and the purpose of God for your life, God will provide for you. Elijah showed up to this woman and said, hey, there's a God in heaven. She knows he's alive. He he knows he's alive. And she said, you give me that meal first, and God will provide you. He'll provide your need. I don't know what you believe about this morning, how you believe of what happened, but let me just tell you what my little mind thinks about this occurrence in the Bible, how I believe I do not believe that the cruise oil overflowed. I don't believe it just... I don't believe the meal just got up to the top and just... I don't believe that. Bible over says, pray thee daily for our daily bread. Yeah. I, this is the way my mind looks at it. This is the way I see it. And I look at it and it, it gives me comfort to know this. Even when you don't got much god is still great in it I, I believe she got up the next day and went to that cruise oil and pulled it out and it was empty and she pulled it out and got, went in there and grabbed the last scoop of that meal and made that meal and, and she looked at both of them and said hey we're out of meal we're out of oil she went ahead and made the cakes and they ate they went back to bed that night she got up the next morning and ran over there and says i wonder if there's anything in that barrel Reached over and pulled that lid off. Whoo! I wonder if there's any crew's all in there. LOOKING over THERE, Whoo! I believe day after day after day, God gave her exactly what she needed. She God kept providing for the need she had to have for that day. God was giving her need for that day. Can I tell you this? God is going to give you your need for this day. God knows what you need for tomorrow. He's already planning tomorrow, but God is providing for you today. Well, hey, Mom, tell you. Yeah. that's just the way my mind works now i know that people say well i believe they just borrowed barrel just filled up no i don't believe that can i explain why that because if you got a barrel full of meal you see it and it's there the next day and it's there the next day you're going to start thinking about well god can't provide because you know i don't need god tomorrow i don't need god tomorrow but if you empty it out today You go to bed and wonder what it's going to be in that thing tomorrow. You get up and there it is. God is good. God's good. God liveth. God provides. God sustains in your life. I'm just telling you. God is alive this morning. Amen. you say what does that have to do with us every time you can see that I'm a great big eater every time I go to my cabinets go to my refrigerator and open them up there's food there's food I, I say the Lord liveth I, 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 I've got shoes on my feet, clothes on my back, roof on the head. The Lord liveth. God is providing for me daily. God is sustaining me daily. God knows my needs daily. And God is providing for everything that I need in my life this morning. The Lord liveth this morning. Those songs, I don't know much about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn gray. I don't worry over the future, for I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things for tomorrow I don't seem to understand. But I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Amen. I'm telling you, he will provide for you. He'll sustain for you. Even when the, even when the enemy has strength, even when your brook dries up, God will provide for you. Aren't you glad you don't, may not understand it, but you know who holds tomorrow. Back, back in the early days, men were expert trackers. Back in the Daniel Boone days and Davy Crocker days, and they were expert trackers. They, they look at a track and tell you exactly what it was, they can tell you the activity that that animal was doing, tell you which way it went. How long it was there? They was expert trackers. Not only were there expert trackers in animals, but they also were expert trackers in men, And enemy. They, they could tell you how many men went that way. And they could tell you the intent of that man that went that way. I've looked around in my life and I've seen tracks. I've seen God tracks. <laughs> I, I see what God has done in my life, where he's been in my life. I, I see the tracks of God over there, the tracks of God over here, tracks of God up there. I, I see the tracks of God in my life. And let me just say this, I see the tracks of God in this church, how God is tracking over here, how God is tracking over there? I see God tracks all over our lives. Amen. Can you see that? I'm not an expert tracker. I can't tell one footprint from the next footprint. But I can sure tell you when God has been in my life. (laughs) I can tell you where God has been at in my life. Amen. Amen. The Lord liveth when you walk. Get this. Solo. The Lord liveth when you walk solo. In chapter 18. Elijah is all alone on Mount Carmel. He's by himself. So he thinks. (laughs) He's walking alone. It's funny that when he's alone, the Bible said he was up against 450 prophets of Baal. One preacher, by himself, outnumbered, outgunned. The Bible says, they're going to have themselves a contest. If Baal God, let him answer by fire. But if it's Jehovah's God, let him answer by fire. They said, okay, we'll do that. I see these guys over there <laughs> calling on God. Oh, Baal, oh, Baal, we're like a tree blowing in your wind. Oh, Baal, Oh, Bell, we like a leaf in your graciousness. <laughs> I see Elijah over <laughs> ah, Hey, maybe he's asleep. <laughs> hey, yeah. Oh, Belle! Oh, Bell. <laughs> I <looking> myself like. laughing. They got the cutting up, acting around, jumping around, cutting on myself, and Elijah. Ah, you ain't no, you ain't supposed to laugh at somebody's religion, but <laughs> well, he does. Boy, sure did. <laughs> they they kept jumping around all day long, trying to get the bail to wake up, send the fire down. Elijah sitting over, there, hey, maybe he's too busy. They finally give out, and then Elijah said, "Watch this." Elijah gets down with that little 45-word prayer. The heavens opened up and the fire came down. Amen. 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 That's who God is. Amen. That's who God is. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what churches are today. I've seen them online. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to visit one, one Sunday. I'll have to get you another preacher. I'm going to visit one Sunday. i see them in our Light's dark and they all got <laughs> got lights on <laughs> flashlight got the light on. <laughs> what are you looking for? If you're looking for cut the lights on <laughs> cut the light on and then <laughs> <Ay-ay-ay-kamala-kumbaya. laughs> <Really. laughs> it's here <laughs> it's here. Elijah's laughing at him. He prays, and God sends the fire down. Elijah thinks he's all by himself. Elijah's up against 450, but Elijah's not by himself. Can I tell you this morning, you're not by yourself. Even when you think you're by yourself, you may be in the household by yourself, and you think, hey, ain't nobody around me, but God is there. You just start spreading the praises of God. You just start lifting your hands and praising God, and God will show up in your presence and let you know you're not by yourself. I've always been with you. Amen. Well, I love it when he hits me when I'm in the car by myself. Yeah. And people behind me look at me like, back off that boy, stupid up there. <laughs> something wrong with that boy. Yeah. He's got his head hanging out the window like a dog. <sighs> <laughs> just the Holy Spirit got on me and I got happy about it. And finally had to pull off and get out the car, run around the car like that. I did it on how four down there in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Jumped out the car because God just, I just came back from a meeting and God just got all over me. I was coming down aisle four, and it's six. Lanes of traffic. He got on me and I was in this far lane over here. He got on me I go, oh, oh oh praise God, ooh, ooh. I'm just doing all kinds of and people just blowing the horn at me because I'm just raising my hand. I said something wrong with that boy. He's having an athletic fit or something like that. So I finally get over on the edge and jumped out the truck and run around the truck. Oh praise God, people looking at me going by blowing the horn. You're all right, oh oh yeah. I may look like I'm alone, but I got somebody beside me right now. Amen. You, you may think you're solo. You think that you're all by yourself. But God is there with you. And when the enemy has the strength, God is there. When your brook dries up, God is there. When you think you're walking solo, God is there. I another story I was going to say but I don't remember it now the Lord liveth when you worry about the future now this is the moment how many in here worry about the future what's going to happen tomorrow we all do that don't shake your head no y'all every one of us worry about I'm worried about tomorrow I'm saying I'm worried about this night tonight I am certainly praying for the uh, VBS in couple the next week or the next. And I, I'm, I, I, get, I get anxiety things. I get worried about it. Elijah thinks it's all over. He thinks he's done. Oh, no, Elijah. It's not done. God still has a plan and purpose for your life. You're worrying about the future, and you think God is through with you? You ought to just keep on walking in confidence knowing that God is still with you. God has something for your life this morning. God is wanting to do something in your life this morning. God is going to do something in other people's lives this morning. Look at chapter 9, 2 Kings chapter 2. When you're worried about the future, 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. He anoints Elisha, the young man that's going to take over for him. And watch, Elisha picks up on what he's saying. He says it over and over. He's picking up on something Elijah said, verse number 2. And Elijah said unto Elisha, Terry, here I pray for thee, the Lord hath sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord liveth. Look down in verse number 4, and he says the same thing, as the Lord liveth. Look at verse number 6, and he says the same thing, as the Lord liveth. You see what's getting on here? You're sitting here thinking, why do I need to live for God in confidence? Why should I, and what matter was it make if I live for God, serve God? It doesn't matter. Oh, yes, it does. Elijah got to watching watching Elijah. Elijah said, if God be with that man, if God is doing what that man has been through, he'd been through the wicked and the half strength and and his water had stopped, uh, he walked solo, uh, he's worried about the future. If God can be with him in all that he's gone through, then God can be with me. God can be with me. And God can be with me. I want to live a life with such... Listen to me. You say, what? what does it matter if I live a life of confidence, if I live a life that's glorifying God? I'm telling you, somebody's watching you. Somebody's looking at you. And I'm telling you, I want to live a life that's full of confidence and know that God is God when these kids around here see you and they want to be just like you. They want to have the same confidence that you have in the God that I serve. They want to serve that kind of God. It does matter. Be confident. Don't worry about it. God has got it under control. Amen. Especially you with kids. You better walk that walk. And let me say this about kids: kids are very easy to point you out quickly that you don't do what you say you do. Why do you walk like that in church and you act like a fool out here at the house? Why are you ranting, raving? Church, you all quiet, <laughs> nice, prim. Get home to whole kill. kids can point you out because they know they know and you know what you think they want that kind of god that you don't have faith in and confidence in that when you walk out of the house of god you live in the world acting like the world i won't want your god either i wouldn't want him either I, I, I want to know that when I come to the house of God, I got confidence God's going to be here. I'm going to feel the presence of God that when I walk out the door, God is still there. I'm still in his presence no matter where I go. God is going to be with me. That's the kind of confidence that I want to live that these kids around here can see it and they say, hey, I want to be just like that. I want that God in my life. That's what Elisha said. If God could be with Elijah. And all that Elijah went through. And your kids see what you go through. They know what you go through. And that's when you need to hold your head up. The Lord liveth. The Lord liveth. Let us stand this